Logical Progression, Year 1, Lesson 10. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli wa salli mubarak ala nabiyyana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla. Wa anta tajal al-huzna idha shayta sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya rabbil kareem. So I think the microphone is working there, but this one is... Yeah, this is working now, okay. So alhamdulillah, I'm afraid that my uh, voice is a bit uh, uh, weak, unfortunately. I have quite a sore throat, and that's because those uh, Scottish boys and girls, yeah, they, uh, they rapped it hardcore, man, I don't know. Maybe shout and scream and stuff. They fed me poisoned haggis. <laughs> Messed up my uh, vocal cords, but anyway, alhamdulillah. Uh, okay, so listen, so are we doing that uh, dars which we uh, collapsed in yesterday, yeah? Last week. Okay, tell me exactly where do we get to? I have a feeling that we got to. Anyone? So which one did we not uh, So we, I think what we ended basically by explaining the amount of the uh, yeah? That's the last part, yeah? Okay, good. Alhamdulillah. Alright then, so um, so I guess in the notes on page 6 then just to remind ourselves um, if we read out from that if the water reaches an amount of two qulla, yeah, and we said that that is, you know, and we gave the different uh, dimensions, or we gave weight and we gave volume, etc., etc., for that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot amount. Yeah, so if the water reaches amount of two qulla, qullatain, which is a lot, i.e., approximately 500 Iraqi radal, and it mixes with filth which isn't urine or any other human liquid waste, and it doesn't change, or it mixes with the urine or other waste products, which is very difficult to remove. This is the second scenario. As is the case with watering holes on the road to Mecca, then purifying, meaning the water is still purifying. Now, this is quite heavy, okay? So we're going to need to um, understand what's going on, because there's actually... Uh, quite a few opinions within the madhab itself and then the one that we will choose will also be different to the one which has been stated so you're going to have to uh, uh, like uh, focus on this one so for those who are following in the Sharh Bamte on page 38 right in the middle so this is now talking about other than he says other than he, uh, urine or any other or aziratihi al-ma'i'a falam tughayirhu uh, that that uh, and any other uh, uh, human liquid waste, something disgusting, yani, right? And the water doesn't change. Now, I, I don't know. Should I do some drawing? I bought a board here, and I thought I'd do some artistic skills. The reality is, that I'm not an artist, and number two, I'm not moving from my thingy. So, okay. So, what does he say? He says. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen says there's three positions. Three positions in the madhab. Okay, three positions. Now, um, and if you just look at it, if you try to, um, if you have the text, then I just want to read the text out before I try to draw anything. He says the first statement, the first statement, and this is the madhab in al-mutaqaddimin, meaning that yani, in the classical sense, the majority of the Hanbali, classical Hanbali scholars are upon this opinion is that if any uh, najasa, any filth, mixes with water and the water amount is less than two qulla, then it is completely, completely najas. That's the end of the story. No discussion, whatever. The najasa is mutlaq. Taghayyar aw lam Whether we see a change in the water or not, whether we see a change in the water or not, it's gone. This is under two qullatain, and this is um, uh, what the Shaykh says: "Was sabaun kant najasa bawl al-adami 
This is regardless of whether the, the najasa is urine or whether any other liquid waste or any type of waste or, or najasa, then that's it. If the water is less than two qulla, it's all over. As for if it reaches, so, so okay, so this is the first position. So there's going to be three actual different scenarios in the first position. That if we have, let's just say, let's just assume, I don't know, um, let's just say this is some kind of container, right? And we'll say that this, this is the marker for, say, 1.5, and let's say that's like 2, okay? So this is water, okay? And this is some kind of thingy. So we've got some kind of najasa, all right? So we will have some kind of impurity. Uh, I don't know. What should we use for? Uh, we need some kind of symbol. Uh, for yeah, we've got some kind of. We need some kind of pure uh, symbol for, for impurity. For najasa. Okay, خلاص. Liverpool shirt, yeah? <laughs> so, this is just our standard, this international symbol for Najasa, okay? Don't anyone, anyone take it personally or anything? This is just, Yani, you know? This is just, this is just a teaching system. No one has to get emotional about it. No one has to take it personally. No one's going to give us death threats, Yani, or anything. We do like to visit Yani Liverpool in the odd Yani decade, Yani once every... You know, ten years if we're unfortunate enough, but that's I think. So what? What? Uh, what the? Uh, what the? Hum- what the first position is saying that if this is some kind of najasa and the water is less than qulatain. Now, obviously, if this is a, a physical najasa, whether it's a liquid najasa, why is the difference between the two? Obviously, a liquid one is a bigger problem because it dissolves, it uh, mixes with it a lot better. So. The first position is saying, actually, it doesn't matter whether it's liquid, whether it's physical. It doesn't matter whether the water changes or not. So you can put an ajasa in and the water is absolutely beautifully clear. Or you can put an ajasa in and the color is changing, the taste is changing, whatever, regardless. They're saying that as long as the water limit is under two qulla, then this is najas. This is najas, yani 100%. This is, that is, water is najas, it can't be used at all. Amma ida balag al فَيُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ الْبَوْلِ الْآدَمِ وَعَذِرَتِهِ الْمَائِعَةِ وَبَيْنَ السَّائِرِ النَّجَاسَاتِ فَإِذَا بَلَغَ الْكُلَّتَيْنِ وَخَالَتَهُ بَوْلِ الْآدَمِ أَوْ عَذِرَتُهُ الْمَائِعَةِ نَجُسَ وَإِنْ لَمْ يَتَغَيَّرُ So, then they go, there's a second, so this is scenario A, okay? This is scenario A, I can't even write or draw all this, but just remember, this is scenario A. Scenario B is now that the water is above two qulla, okay? It's now above two qulla. Now what they said is that if now the najasa right falls in there's now two scenarios either a so we're now in 2b a no 2b1 so we're in no no hold on sorry 1a now we're in 1b i astaghfirullah 1a yep what was that najas yeah now we're in scenario B, and it's scenario I. Najas, and then a second type of najas. It's going to be urine. So, what we said here is that in scenario A, if the water is less than one point, uh, less than two qulla, i.e., like one point five, it doesn't matter what goes in, it doesn't matter what, what changes. If there's najas in there, the water is najas khalas. In scenario B, the water is above two qulla. So we now have a lot of water, according to the mu'allif. We have a lot of water. Now the ruling is going to depend upon what the type of the najas is. If the najas is normal najas, like this, okay? Just normal najas. So assume this is like physical najas, yeah? Or some other kind of najas. Then the water is pure. Because, why? Because above two qulla, yeah? The idea is, is that the... Uh, the uh, uh, water is, is too much, the najasa is too insignificant, and therefore there's no problem. But, 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 if the, uh, 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 the, um, the najasa is urine, 
or any liquid kind of uh, uh, waste like that, similar to the urine, then the water is considered to be najis, even if it does not change. Make sure you write that down. Even if it does not change. That's very interesting. Okay? So, because the idea, the, the idea here is that if you had over two qulla, right? Two qulla, and you uh, had human urine in it, now the the madhab yani assumes the position that hold on is a lot of uh, there's a lot of water and therefore the urine it doesn't matter now because there's a lot of water it's being diluted and especially if it's not changing and you can't smell the difference in the water it makes common sense that there's no problem here but the madhab says no if it's urine then we're out I'm afraid yani that's it it doesn't matter whether it changes or not the water is najis is that clear all right that's important just write it down it doesn't matter whether you don't understand it just write it down okay. <laughs> Because we'll then deal with it later. Alright. There is an exception to this scenario. Okay. This 1A, 1B, whatever, has an exception. And that exception is in the text. Uh, and that is, if it is too difficult to remove. Okay. That, that is re- referring to the English statement in the text. Or it mixes with urine or other waste products which is very difficult to remove. So now they're trying to give an exception. They're saying there might be a scenario, okay, where the water is a large amount. Common sense says it doesn't matter. This is okay now because it's such a large amount. But they said, no, no, hold on. There's urine. And so because of the urine, we have to just go with the najasa. We just have to. We can't risk it. There's reason for that. We're going to come to that. And we, it, it's, it's, the urine has mixed with it. We can't take a risk. Then they said, but... In some scenarios, if it's very difficult to get rid of that urine out, and the Hanabila they mentioned in their madhab, what does difficult mean? They said a standard man of standard strength. They always, when they talk about uh, uh, difficulty, they like to try and give some kind of amount for what difficulty means. Here it means a standard man of standard strength is going to become a real mission for him. He's going to have to use equipment and filtration and X and Y, whatever, to get that urine out. That is too difficult to do on a daily basis or on a, you know, whatever. And so therefore, this water then will be okay if it is too difficult to remove. Does that make sense? Okay, so he goes, for So, if the water hasn't changed, we're now talking about the exception, okay? The exception here, then it is pure, pure and purifying. Yep, and purifying. So it's still okay. Meaning that the water hasn't changed. The najasa is in there, it is urine, the water hasn't thingy, but because it's so difficult, so difficult to get out, they're saying, no, it's okay, the water is going to be allowed because of the difficulty. Is that clear, everybody? Yeah. When is it easy to If it was. It doesn't matter when, how, who, what the amount is. The idea is that if a person looks at it and he says, I can take this out easily, I can separate it between, before it very quickly, I can filter it in some quick way. Reality, as, as you said, reality, as, as you said, it's not going to happen. The books of fiqh, sorry, the brother asked the question, uh, when actually is it ever going to be easy to take urine out, okay? The, 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 the ulama, they mentioned this point specifically. They said that the real benefit of mentioning this, if, when it's difficult, when is it, uh, if it's difficult to remove as a point, is that they want to indicate that if the water is less than two qullatayn, then it's not even an option of trying to take it out. It's like a side little point. If the water is a small amount, then the idea of trying to take urine out is too difficult, too late. It's already done the job. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So now, and then, and then, what what uh, what the sheikh says, and this is good here. He goes, وَإِنْ كَانَ لَا يَشُقُّ نَسْحُهُ وَلَوْ زَادَ عَلَى الْقُلَّتَيْنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَنْجُسُ بِمُخَالَتِهِ بَوْلِ الْآدَمِ أَوْ عَذِرَتِهِ الْمَائِعَةِ وَإِنْ لَمْ يَتَغَيَّرْ if there was a scenario, in answer to your question, the Sheikh says, top page 39, that if the water was above two qulla, and there was urine in it, and the water still didn't change to the physical, yani senses, the smell, the taste, whatever, but it was easy to get that out by some way, it was easy to get the urine out, then the water is najis. The water is najis. Are you following all this, yani, yani, all this mess, yani, yeah? This is from just the first statement. We're still in the first position of the mutaqaddimin. So the Sheikh says, فَالْمُعْتَبَرْ بِالنِّسْبَةِ لِبَوْلِ الْآدِمُ وَعَذِرَتِهِ الْمَائِئَةِ الْمُشَّقَّةِ النَّزْحِ يعني the مَشَّقَّةُ النَّزْحِ يعني the, So the, 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 the issue, according to this first opinion, يعني the, real, يعني the real reason 
what will make the water pure or not. It's all about whether it's easy to take it out or not. Okay, if you've realized, if you've understood the mas'ala, then you will see that actually, if it's easy to take the uh, urine out, then it doesn't matter uh, because it will be uh, najis. But if it's not easy to take the, the urine out, then it's going to remain pure. Okay, so that's, that's very, very important. As for, as for if it is other uh, filth, then the, 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 the uh, thing to consider is the amount. The thing to consider is the amount. Let me, let me sum that up in a different way. When you're, according, to this, according to this first opinion, if they want to try and understand what the ruling is, they will first of all look at what type of waste it is. If the waste is urine, then the issue to consider is whether it's easy to take out. If the waste is any other najasa, any other najasa, then what is the issue to consider? The amount. Very good. Okay? So if it's urine, it's whether it can be taken out easily, whether, and whether if it's any other najasa, it's the, uh, it's the amount. It's the qullatain. So then he gives an example. He gives an example. He goes, مثالو ذلك. He goes, there's a man. He has a, uh, a, a container that has two qulla. Okay? And some, um, uh, some donkey uh, droppings falls into it. But the water does not change, neither its taste, nor its color, and neither its smell. Okay? So, two qulla we have. So we have two qulla. In it, we have some droppings. Okay? The uh, uh, color hasn't changed, the thingy hasn't changed, the smell, or neither the uh, taste. What is the water? Pure and purifying. Why is it pure and purifying? Because it's above two kulla, number one, and number two? Correct, but uh, because it's not urine, very good. It's because, because the amount is above two kulla and it's not urine. If it was urine, that obviously be a problem. But because it's a physical najasa, then we just only focus on the amount as you said. So the, the situation is pure and purifying. So in the first example I just gave, the water is still pure and purifying. Then he gives another example. He goes another example. He goes, we have like a water, a water hole. Like a, like a physical amount of water on, on, the, on the floor. This Qadir is like a, like a little uh, body of water, whatever you want to call it. Yani, big puddle, watering hole, whatever. And there's four qulla in there. Four qulla. Okay? And a person, he urinates into it only small amount. Okay, not the wahya actually, a drop actually, only one drop of urine. It's not difficult to get rid of that urine. It's not difficult to get rid of the urine. The water has not changed. What's the uh, ruling on this water? Happy everyone, Najis, yes? Are you happy that it's najis? What were the key issues? Why did we say it's najis? Because it's urine. But it was four qullas though. That's the key thing. Because the issue was about removing. Even though the water had not changed, the issue was removal. If it can be removed, then it has to be removed. Uh, or, or if you don't remove it, then the water remains najis. So this is the, all of this comes under the whole issue of uh, the first opinion. What are the evidences behind this first opinion and what are the, the, the controlling kind of factors behind the scholars who held this early opinion in the Hanbali school? Well, the first one we've already looked at. They, they made that from the evidences that first of all, when a water reaches a qullatain, then it doesn't, then uh, 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 um, it does not become filthy, it doesn't become najis unless the water changes, okay? Unless the water changes. Remember, Golden rule at the back. Whenever you're studying this subject, it doesn't matter what madhab you follow, it doesn't matter what opinion you follow, if the water changes so that it smells like it, it tastes like it, it yani, um, the color is like it, then every school says the water is najis. Okay? It doesn't matter whether the amount is like, you know, a swimming pool amount, it doesn't matter if it's the, the a stream, a thousand qulla, or whatever, or one qulla. Every scholar admits and agrees. That if the water changes completely, 
meaning that its color and all the rest of it is gone, then amount doesn't come into it. Yeah. Again, we made a silly question. What's the meaning of a, of a swimming pool? Uh, that will come later. That will come in the next section when it comes to mixing with water, physical uh, substance, which is going to be chlorine. Um, so, so uh, oh, and what's the evidence for this? The hadith of Prophet that water is pure and purifying, it is not made filthy by anything. This hadith is noted by Imam Ahmed and it has been authenticated by Imam Ahmed and Ibn Ma'in and Ibn Taymiyyah and Imam Tirmidhi. He said that the hadith is Hassan. And Imam al Nawawi, um, he made the statement, uh, he said, Imam al we said, this is very interesting, a very nice statement. He goes, the position of these scholars that we just mentioned, Ibn Ma'in and so on and so forth, their ruling that the hadith is authentic or hasan, is takes precedence over the statement of Imam al-Darukutni, who is a huge hadith scholar, and he is considered to be at the very highest level of hadith criticism. He's a naqid. Remember, on, uh, from hadith point of view, I was uh, explaining some to some of the students the other day, that... When it comes to hadith, you have a number of different levels when it comes to scholar, uh, scholarship, okay? So you have a muhaddith who is basically an expert in hadith and he's able to know what goes where and able to work out a ruling and able to find hadith and the sources and so on and he's memorized quite a few and so on. This is a muhaddith, okay? Muhaddith, a very senior hadith scholar. The next level up from that would be a hafidh, okay? Remember the word hafidh in our time we reserve it for one who's memorized Qur'an. Back then, it would be an insult if you thought that the word hafiz meant that someone who memorized Qur'an. Memorizing the Qur'an was the base, yeah, and everyone had to memorize Qur'an. The word hafiz meant someone who has memorized 100,000 hadith. The word hafiz means someone who's memorized 100,000 hadith. So a hafiz is going to be higher up because he's going to have everything that a muhaddith has, plus the fact that he's got 100,000 hadith as a minimum in his pocket. The very highest level of scholarship that one can achieve in hadith and it's only been held by, you know, what you can probably count on two hands, um, is the position of naqd. Naqd means to be criticized hadith to the extent that you could look at a narration and you could see, you can just look at it and say this hadith is weak, just by looking at it. I can tell, I can feel it, there's something wrong with this statement, the wording is wrong, the, 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 it's not in the right order, there's some kind of strangeness. Look at the, uh, mostly it's looking at the senate, looking at the chain. They'll look at the chain, and they'll say, you know what, there's something hidden here. From, from the uh, apparent, everything it looks muttasil, the chain looks connected. He took from him, he heard from him, he was alive at his time, he was his student. But the people who know, they can see behind, the, like almost like x-ray vision. You know, they've got like x-ray glasses and they can see that there's an unexpected little break. This person's called a naqid. And we're talking, uh, we're talking about Bukhari, of course, at the head of them and a few others. Literally, I'm struggling to think of another name. If I was to say another name, it would be Imam al Qutni. Okay? He is from the, the, uh, the masters of hadith in, in our history. He said this hadith is not established. Uh, that this hadith on the uh, 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 water, that water is not made just by everything. He said the hadith is not established. Allah A'lam, this is a weak opinion. As Imam al Nawawi says, actually, this hadith is established. The majority of the hadith scholars consider it to be established. And actually, this is a principle which Ahl Sunnah, actually all of the scholars of fiqh, they take as a key cornerstone to the issue of purification. That water is pure and purifying, it is never made impure. And there will be a use for this hadith later on as well, inshallah. Yeah. No, no. Ilm al-Rijal, which is the knowledge of the men, refers to the entire science behind the narrators of the hadith. The word Rijal, okay, it's very interesting. Of course, rajul, rijal. Yeah, rajul is man and rijal is plural. Yeah, men. Now, what this men is referring to are all the narrators and the transmitters of hadith. So all of the characters that are involved in narrating a narration from the Prophet Sallallahu all the way to the one who's collecting it and putting it in his book or teaching his students. All of these people from that generation to that generation to that, he told me and I heard him say that so-and-so said, that he met so-and-so who said, that he met so-and-so who said, that the Prophet Sallallahu said. So all of these people, they're called Rijal, alright? And the way that we authenticate hadith is that we have a biography on every single narrator. Okay, every single one of these Rijal. 
Rijal obviously means men, but we have female narrators as well. So Rijal is a generic term referring to male and female, of course, okay? So all of these hadith narrators, we will then have the big scholars, they will write a biography on each one, and the big hadith scholars, they will make a statement about each person. He's, he's, he's very authentic. He's very, very good. He's very, very strong. He's very weak. He lies. He fabricates. He was great whilst he was young, but when he became old, he became senile. He decided to forget things when he, when he moved from Mecca to Basra. They will give a biographical piece of information that makes it clear for the one who comes afterwards to be able to make a decision on this person and his presence in the chain. That will then help that muhadith to give a ruling upon that hadith and say this hadith is broken, this hadith is weak. This, hadith. this whole science is called Ilm al-Rijal, knowing the status of these people. Ilm al-Rijal is just one aspect, one science, one science, one aspect of the entire science, which is known as Mustalah al-Hadith, the science of hadith in its entirety. The Naqid would be one of these people who is sitting right at the very top, one of those who established this science, established the principles for Ilm al-Rijal, established the rules and the conditions for Mustalah al-Hadith, and he's the one who can make a decision, as I said, looking at a narration, bang, telling us yani, things that other people can't. So that's yani, what... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, a naqid would do, and the other, the other uh, basis for this, uh, the other basis for this first opinion, first of all, is that water cannot be um, uh, help, um, uh, water does not become impure, doesn't become najis. And the next page, he gives another hadith. For in kana al qullatayn, lam yahmil al This is another narration, which is that if the water reaches the amount of two qulla it does not become filthy. It cannot become filthy. So if the water goes more than two qulla, two qulla or, or above, then it does not become filthy. These are the two hadith which effectively govern this entire science. Now again, let's go back down and uh, for those who are students of knowledge, for those who want to take this knowledge further, one of the biggest benefits of studying with a teacher is the pronunciation of names of scholars. Because pretty much everyone can read Arabic and understand things, okay? Uh, uh, and get, get an idea of what's going on but what's difficult for a student to do by himself is to get a person's name right so if I, if I were to then switch on to now like at the bottom of page 40 where the sheikh is now about to explain uh, uh, or the, the sheikh students by the way all of these footnotes are written by the sheikh students of course they're doing, they're doing this retrospectively they're going through the statements that sheikh Uthameen made hadith that he quoted and they're giving all the references and all the details behind it so this is where you might benefit. So this hadith that I just told you, that if the water reaches two qulla, then it does not become impure. It cannot become impure. This hadith has been narrated by Imam Ahmed, by Imam Abu Dawood in the book of purification. It's been narrated by Imam Tirmidhi, and it is narrated by Ibn Majah as well. Uh, all on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. It was, وَقَدْ uh, uh, it was rendered weak, it was considered to be da'if by Ibn Abdul Bar, okay, the big Maliki Muhaddith scholar, uh, the Imam of the West, wa Ismail al Qadi. It was considered to be Sahih by, an, uh, by a number of the scholars, such as Imam Ahmed, wa Shafi'i, wa Ibn Ma'in, who is the teacher of Imam Bukhari, wa Ibn Manda, who is himself a scholar in hadith, wa Abdul Haq al Ishbili, wa Ibn al Mulaqin who is another hadith and Shafi'i and uh, hadith scholar as well, وغيرهم, and others. Imam al-Nawawi says, this hadith is sahih, uh, and sahihahu al-Huffad, that the major scholars of hadith, they uh, made this hadith to be authentic. Then there's another statement as well. Ibn Taymiyyah, he said, أكثر أحل العلم بالحديث على أنه حديث حسن يحتج به. That Ibn Taymiyyah said that the majority of the scholars of hadith, and you see how he focuses on the people of hadith, okay? He says that they considered this hadith to be hasan, acceptable. So in that statement, he's already indicating that there are problems with the hadith, and there are. The hadith is acceptable, and it is to be used in evidence. It is to be used as a hujjah. Now, the reason that I mention all of this, yani, all this amount of detail, is because this hadith is a very important hadith. As you will see, as you will see when it comes to our, our chosen position in this chapter, okay? Because it's almost going to be like we take up the whole hadith on Qulatayn and the whole chapter on Qulatayn just put it to the side. Um, you need to know, first of all, that this hadith is a very important hadith, that there are scholars who consider it to be weak, and there are some, maybe the majority we should say, 
that are considered to be authentic. So that's something that you need to uh, uh, know. So now, again, all we're doing at the moment is giving uh, evidences for this first position of the early scholars of Hadith, uh, early scholars of the Hanbali Madhab, I beg your pardon. They've made their statements, all of those statements. What are we trying to do? Explain to you what are the basis for their, uh, their, their uh, statements. The first hadith, that water is purifying, it never becomes impure. The second hadith, so this would explain then why, this would explain then why, if they have lots of lots of water, and, and there's some, and there's some uh, uh, impurity in it, why they, it doesn't, why they don't consider it to be impure. The second hadith then is, that if the water reaches two qulla, and uh, uh, then it does not become impure. So this is why they given the uh, detail of anything over two qulla, then it doesn't become impure. Now, these, uh, what is the other strange thing that this opinion had? They made a difference between normal uh, najasa and urine. Yes? So we need to know where is that coming from? What's the basis for that? And the basis for that is the hadith um, um, uh, uh, of Rasulullah sallam. وَاسْتَدَلُّ عَلَى فَرْقِ بَيْنَ بَوْلِ الْعَادِمِ وَغَيْرِهِ مِنَ النَّجَاسَاتِ بِقَوْلِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وسلم لا يَبُولَنَّ أَحْدُكُمْ فِي الْمَاءِ الدَّائِمِ الَّذِي لَا يَجْرِي ثُمْ يَقْتَصِرْ فِيهِ Let not one of you urinate in standing water and then wash from it. Okay? And then wash from it. So this is a hadith. Let not one of you urinate in ma'a da'im, يعني in standing water, water which is not, يعني, running, not a stream, basically, standing water, and then يَغْتَصِلْ فِي Then wash in it. يعني, so then the غُسل, and then غُسل uh, uh, in it. So, this hadith, by the way, is mentioned by Imam Bukhari in the Book of Wudu. This is an authentic hadith. So, the, so I want you to understand now. This hadith, the Hanbalis, they wanted to utilize it in the issue of standing water with Najasa in it. What did they therefore understand from this hadith? فَنَهَا النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم عن البول ثم الاقتسال وهذا عام لكن أُفِي عَمَّ يَشُقُّ نَسْحُهُ مِنْ أَجْلِ مَشَقَّةٍ So what, they, what the Hanbali said that look it's very clear then the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم has now has made it very very clear that it's not permissible to uh, urinate in water and then wash from it therefore if someone urinates in some water someone else does you can't wash from it it doesn't matter whether the water is changing not changing whether it's qulla or not qulla whatever it's you're gonna you're gonna you're not allowed to use it that's what the early Hanbali scholars said urine's gone in the hadith is clear therefore we can't do it then you might say well hold on then where does the fourth idea come from which is that if it's difficult to get rid of right then it's okay to use the answer to that is that this is the principle in fiqh. When things become very difficult, then the issue becomes relaxed. Okay? This is a, uh, what we call from the qawaid fiqiyah, that when things become difficult, think things become relaxed. Meaning that when the situation becomes untenable, it becomes very difficult upon the people, then the ruling is dropped. So this is a principle in fiqh. So I've just mentioned a number of things which in your mind now should uh, make you understand that this is the basis for this first opinion and all of its nuances, differentiating between this, differentiating, differentiating between that. So far, is that clear? Okay? This will get easier, by the way. That was the hard one. Alright? Okay? The second position, al thani on page 40, in the middle. And this is the position of the later Hanbali scholars. This is the position of the later Hanbali scholars. Same as the first opinion, except that they do not differentiate between uh, urine and the rest of the najasa. For them, najas is najas, that's it. Najas is najas. This is the second opinion. Okay? Al-kullu sawa. فَإِذَا بَلَغَ الْمَاءُ قُلَّتَيْنِ لَمْ يَنْجُسْ إِلَّا بِالتَّغَيُّرِ وَمَا دُونَ الْقُلَّتَيْنِ يَنْجُسْ بِمُجَرَّدَ الْمُلَاقَةِ Right. You can write this down as a, as a piece and you'll, uh, it will sum up the entire position. If the water reaches to Qulla, it will not become impure unless the water changes. So if the water becomes more than two Qulla, that's it. It, it remains pure and purifying. Other than if it changes. So yeah, it turns black or it turns, you know, it all becomes whatever it does. Yeah, unless it changes completely. And as for what is less than two qulla, I'm going to let you finish off this sentence. As for what is less than two qulla, tell me. Najas. Okay, najas. 
So, uh, but complete the sentence for me. Don't write it down just yet. We're going to discuss this yet first. If it's less than two qulla, then what? Najas, add more detail. Huh? Regardless of what the, 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 the najas is? Regardless of whether you can take it out or you leave it? One more statement needed? Regardless of whether the water changes. Very good. Okay? So the second part of the statement is very clear. That... Uh, 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 whatever is less than two qulla, it doesn't matter whether it is solid or liquid or urine or X or Y, it doesn't matter whether uh, it's, uh, uh, the water changes or not. The fact that it's less than two qulla, the water is najis just because of the presence of the najasa in that. Is that clear, everybody? This is the summing up of the position of the second statement, and this is the position, this is the humbly position. Uh, with the, la- the latter humbly position. It's almost like they did a correction almost of the earlier one. And as I said, there are many statements in the madhab, but this is uh, uh, from the uh, madhab, and you can see this uh, position in Sharh Muntaha Al-Iradat, uh, volume 1, page 18, which of course is a humbly fiqh text, pure, pure. Yes? Sheikh, sir, um, how is it practically possible to differentiate between Turkul and just less than Turkul? Which is why we're now going to come to the third opinion. Okay, the third opinion. Uh, the brother said, "How can we practically differentiate between qulla and two qulla and whatever?" So here we come to the third opinion. Al qawla thalith wa waqtiyar Sheikh al Islam, and this is the position of Sheikh uh, al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, and uh, uh, this is the position of Sheikh al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah and a group uh, and a number of the scholars and for the full list of scholars you can see it's the, right at the beginning of page 41 it says you can see uh, Mughni uh, Mughni uh, page uh, 56 volume 1 but I did get the collection here so I just want to mention some of these ulama to you so that you understand yani, uh, we're talking some big people here um, uh, who are the uh, other scholars that consider this position uh, bear with me yeah, Shabab, bear with me. Where is the... Uh... You know where it is? I can never find anything when I want it. Anyway, from, from memory, it's definitely Abdullah ibn Abbas, Al-Hassan al-Basri. Um, Abdullah ibn Abbas and Al-Hassan al-Basri. And... Um, Ibn Taymiyyah. If I say Ibn Taymiyyah, it's not, not, not enough. Are you not happy with Ibn Taymiyyah? Astaghfirullah. Haram. I said to Shaykh al-Islam, and you start saying to me, yeah, no, that's not enough. That's wrong, Yara. SubhanAllah, there's such a nice list of scholars, you know that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Astaghfirullah. I can't find it, man. But you know why? This is because the Abu Dhar is sitting at home right now. Ah, here we go. وهو <تصفيق> Itself from Imam Ahmed, it's actually Nasayani and Ahmed uh, as well. It is the one chosen by Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah, and it is the position of his student Imam ibn Qayyim as well. Okay, this is this third position, basically chill out position. Yeah, basically Sheikh Taymiyyah's position, our position, my position, also Sheikh Kihlan's position as well. I'll just repeat the list so that you feel comfortable when we say AE's busting moves. Yani, you know what I'm saying? So Abdullah ibn Abbas. Ata ibn Abi Ribah, Akrima, and Sa'id ibn Jubair, Al-Hassan al-Basri, Abdul Rahman ibn Abi Layla, those are the Imams of the Salaf, yani the Imams of Fiqh, and then it starts and then a riwayah from Imam Ahmed as well, second narration from him, and then in the later generations it is the position of Ibn Taymiyyah and it's the position of Ibn Qayyim. What is that? What is that? That Annahu la yanjus illa bitaghayuru illa bitaghayuri mutlaqan that no water becomes impure ever unless the water changes. You see how like, we keep it simple? It's all this kalam fadi, this, that, whatever, the, the Liverpool shirts and bowls and thingy and tooth. 
كلان سكس كلان ليست او ريفر مش هنزل هذا هو السؤال اللي يجي سكيب سيمبل يا Okay then, so the water, so what was the position? Nice and easy, that it doesn't matter about the water, it doesn't matter about the amount, it doesn't matter about even the najasa, as long as the water has not changed, as long as the color hasn't changed, the taste hasn't changed, the smell hasn't changed, the water is pure, it does not become impure. This is whether سواء بلغ القلتين أم لم يبلغ يعني this is whether it reaches two قلة as an amount or not okay um, that's the position Sheikh makes makes a point he puts like a note and he goes this is an important point to remember just like we mentioned last week you know that you know sometimes he makes a point uh, and the point I made last week was about wudu remember we said about uh, cold um, what did I say huh? Yeah, yeah, but why was I talking about that? I was saying that we shouldn't have it too. Oh, yeah. So I said that, the, you know, that they were, we're talking about warm water, and someone asked, why would you warm the water? And obviously, you'd warm the water to, you know, because you enjoy warm water and wudu, yeah? And if you remember, I said that, um, but you should be, uh, uh, be advised that warming water is fine, but you can go too far. And you can either have very, very warm water, and the problem with very, very warm water is that you don't tend to give it enough time to wet the entire limb. You're kind of in and out. And I said that the opposite is also true. Very cold water, um, uh, that's also a problem. And someone asked, um, why would you uh, do it in very, very cold water? And I, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you last week, but I said that the hadith of Rasulullah or the ahadith of Rasulullah and the action of Sahaba make it very clear that making wudu of cold water is considered to be from the fadail. Is considered to be any rewardable action. Because the hadith which is in Sahih Muslim is that the one who makes wudu ala al-makarih. Ala al-makarih meaning yani with difficulty. Wudu with difficulty. And some of the scholars said it's a very big term. Those which mention cold water itself uh, like exactly, they're not very, very authentic a hadith. Not very authentic a hadith. But the most authentic hadith is ala al-makarih, meaning that there's some difficulty whilst you're making wudu. What does difficulty mean? You're going to make that interpretation as much as you want. It could be, for example, that it takes a long time to walk somewhere, but you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have very, very little water, but you still make the wudu because, uh, you know, because you want to do the wudu uh, uh, according to the sunnah. Uh, you have very, very cold water, and you do it because you want to be- become pure. All of these are easily understandable within difficulty. But cold water is from the fadail, and it is the way of the salaf to uh, do it. As... as In Allah, yani what? Is this what you want to argue? Still, yani, haven't forgotten your point. Sheikh Abdul Ghaffari is saying, why are you killing the people making them make wudu in freezing cold water? It's because, as you remember, when Sheikh Kehlan was giving the, uh, you know, when I when I when I punched Sheikh Kehlan, when I murked him, yeah, remember that? Sheikh Kehlan was here last couple of weeks ago, and I played him, yani, played him, played him, like that, yeah. So before then, I got interrupted by this guy here. Do you remember, yeah? But I set my plan in action and he goes, oh. So then, Sheikh was, uh, he made uh, the, uh, he gave the reference to the hadith, of course, about the one who was, um, you know, uh, about, the, about the cold water anyway. We'll give Sheikh his moment, yeah? He doesn't want you to kill yourself. So don't kill yourselves, everybody, okay? If you're going to kill yourselves, definitely don't kill yourselves over cold water anyway. All right. So, um, okay, good. So, uh, so he's just saying that Sheikh was saying that uh, actually what Sheikh was saying is what Sheikh Abu Dhafar is saying as well. He goes, cold water is great and there is a ajat in it, but you don't make it so cold that you're risking the wudu itself. Because if it's too cold, you're also in out. You know, you do it very, very quickly, just like the water is too hot. So there's a there is a, something about trying to do get a ruling right, but you've got to be careful. Likewise, Sheikh is making another point. He's saying, yeah, our position is. Our position is that it is something which um, water does not become uh, dirty or najis, even if it's uh, below qullatain or above qullatain, as long as the water doesn't change, it's not najis. However, note, he says, that if the water is a small amount, you must take supreme care. You must do a... أَنْ يَتَحَرَّزَ إِذَا وَقَعَتْ فِيهَا النَّجَاسَةَ لِأَنَّ الْغَالِبَ دُونَ uh, he said that if the water is less than qullatain and najis go in, then you have to be super sure and super careful because the, the ghalib, the reality is, 
is that it will be impure. The water would become impure. But you probably haven't smelt it right. You haven't seen it right. You haven't tasted it right. So he is saying, even though we consider water which is less than two qulla, meaning like 1.5, even if the Najasa is in there, and we're saying no problem, which is of course going against all of the other scholars, all of the other scholars of fiqh, they're not happy with that position. He goes that, well, no, we're going to go against it because the illa, the ibra is for what? At-taghayyur. The ibra, the concern is for the changing of the water. If the water doesn't change, then we're not going there. He goes, even though you might look at that less water, that small amount of water, Najas is in there, and you don't see a change, if the water is less than two qulla, there probably has been a change. You've got to be very, very careful. That, 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 make sure you put that point. Um, uh, okay, what does then uh, Sheikh then also uh, say? Um, and so he gives some, he gives, um, let's, uh, okay, let me explain to you what Sheikh says now. He goes, what's the basis for our statement? What's the basis for this third, third position, this tall position? He goes, there's two uh, evidences. One from the evidence, one from the narration, al-athar. So athar means yani, narrated evidence, yani, from the sunnah. And then uh, another meaning logically speaking as well, rationally speaking, common sense as well. He goes, for athar, as for the, uh, the athar, then it's easy, straight away. The Prophet ﷺ said that, in al-ma'dahur, yani, that water is pure and purifying, it is never yani, made impure. Never made impure. He goes, and of course, this hadith, there is exception to it. There is an exception to it. What is the exception to it? Taghayyur, very good. Yani, of course, if there is a taghayyur because of najasa, then فَإِنَّهُ نَجَسٌ بِالْإِجْمَعَ That by a consensus of every scholar that has ever lived, if the water changes because of najas, then of course the water is najas. Okay, so this is a understood exception when you read the hadith. When you read that text of that hadith, that's a given, that, that's in brackets somewhere. Mm-hmm. Unless the water changes. Okay, so water is pure and purifying. It is never made impure. In brackets almost, you should assume that it says there, unless the water changes after Najaz has fallen into it. Okay? And then Sheikh gives um, uh, uh, an example, which uh, he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that um, I have uh, 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 say in Surah, in Surah Al-An'am, verse 145, the um, or a blood which is uh, spilt blood or flowing blood or uh, pork or lahmi khinzir فَإِنَّهُ رِجِسْ Basically say that I do not see in that which uh, uh, the, the translation is off the, off the fly remember what I said about translation uh, trans, transcribed notes will have the proper translation um, Allah, say, Allah says say to the Prophet say that I do not find um, anything permissible to me um, uh, which is uh, uh, um, uh, sent to me by uh, wahi according to the food except that which is dead meat that which is spilt blood and that which is pork because that is impure so what, what the sheikh says using this ayah as an evidence he's saying فَقَوْلُهُ فَإِنَّهُ رِجِسْ مُعَلِّلًا لِلْحُكُمْ دَلِيلٌ أَنَّهُ مَتَى وَجِدَتْ Meaning that this ayah is an evidence showing that it doesn't matter what the reality is about things are haram or not, or food is uh, impure or not. If the impurity is found, then it becomes religious. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Illa an yakuna maytatan, except if it's dead meat or blood or uh, uh, pork, then it is uh, religious. So, uh, what is what Sheikh Rasimin trying to say? He says from the Quran and Sunnah it is clear that something only becomes impure once it is found. It's no good saying about it theor- theoretically. So if we have water and that just falls into it, but it's not affecting the rest of the water, whether that water is lot or not, whatever, if the rest of the water is okay, how can we call the rest of it? Yani najis. He goes, that's what Allah says in the Quran as well. So um so then Sheikh then says, for Mathalan, then he gives an example. He says, so for example, if we have water and some uh, uh, blood falls into it and it affects the rest of the water, then the water becomes rigisan, najasan. The water becomes impure and uh, it is now najas. And if the, the blood 
is not يعني, affecting the, the water, then the water is clean as it was. So this is from the Dalil Athar, narrated evidence. As for Mu'min Nadar, as for logically speaking, then uh, Sheikh said, in the Shara Hakimun, this is, a, uh, this is يعني, a system, the Sharia. It is يعني, uh, full of wisdom and full of ease, and the, the reasons for rulings, okay, um, are based upon that which is to be seen and to be understood. And The reason that something becomes impure is, is filth. The illa of najasa, to declare something impure, najasa, the illa is impurity, is filth, khabath. Okay? فَمَتَى وُجِدَ الْخَبَثْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَهُوَ najis. If we ever find any khabath somewhere, then it becomes najis. وَمَتَى لَمْ يُوجَدْ فَهُوَ لَيْسَ بِنَجَسٍ And if there is no najis, if there is no khabath, then how can we then declare the thing najis? So the hukam, it revolves around the presence and the absence of the impurity. <coughs> Is that clear? The ruling then depends upon this principle. Is that clear, everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, then he asks an interesting question. He goes, what if someone says um, there are certain impure things that uh, the water is, that the color is the same color as water? What do you think? <coughs> Impurities which are the same color as water, maybe the same kind of composition, don't smell or whatever. Would it be for example if it doesn't change the smell or taste? <coughs> Say it again, sorry? <coughs> Say for example if it was like something that was the same color, so long as it doesn't change the texture, smell or taste, so would it go off a different ruling range? What would that different ruling be then? <coughs> it would be a different category in the sense that it would fall under those that let me let me put it to you a different way. What if this najasa that falls into water is the same color as the water, and it is the same smell as the water, and it is the same taste as the water? <laughs> it's just water, huh? Okay. What if you? You're the one who picks up and pulls it in. So you know for without doubt that you've just put this yani, chemical X in. Oh, yeah. Yep. Chemical, eh? Hold water. Hold water, stuff. As long as that does not change, then it uh, should be okay. You can't separate it. The Sheikh says, You can't say that the water is not going to be the water. So you حينئذ حكمنا بنجاسة الماء على أن الغالب أن رائحته تغير 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 رائحة الماء وكذا تعمو. Basically, what the Sheikh says, he goes that if there there is a problem with one of the characteristics, meaning that we can't see, but the reality would have been that if that color was there, it would have changed the entire water, or the smell would have, or the taste would have, meaning that everything is saying to you, this is نجس. But you just can't prove it, then it is najis, and that's again common sense. Yeah, is that clear? So in that strange kind of exception, kind of wherever where you know the najis has gone in, not smelling, not whatever, all the rest of it, then um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's okay. I think I'm happy with that. I don't want to go into anything uh, else uh, on on that point because it will just kill you. I don't want to kill you yet. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're using cold water. Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar is not happy with that. Right. Um, so let's now move on to uh, uh, um, the statement. What do you mean time? What do you mean time? We haven't even got started yet. Astaghfirullah. No, no, we're going to finish off this, uh, this, uh, this chapter. It will take us two minutes. So, <coughs> it will, another chapter, I mean, this uh, page six, that's all. So... Um, um, let's just discuss the thingy, the issue of the watering holes. Okay, the watering holes. So, uh, the masani' is jama' of masna', and it is a phrase, this is uh, on uh, page uh, 43 in the middle. He says, And majabil miyafi tariq makkah al Iraq. 
Okay, so what was this? He goes on the direction from Iraq to Mecca, you would have found you'd find a number of watering holes. These are like the obviously water's rare anyway, yes, in, 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 the, in that whole uh, region. So uh, people traveling are going to use routes that are close to water and the water is going to become very, very precious and it's obviously very, very limited. And so when the big traffic would come and the Hajj season, and this is of course pre-Islamic, Hajj obviously was a pre-Islamic custom, so when the, the rush time was the Hajj time, so people would come on that route from Iraq and they would then go to Mecca and they would obviously use this water in a, in a big way. Now, beggars can't be choosers. There, there's no other water. There are many issues with this water. There are animals would come, humans would come, and do all that kind of thing. And the other people, especially travelers, especially the Hujaj, what they're going to do? They can't take risks. Uh, they don't have the luxury of waiting to the next Yani thingy. It's like maybe uh, you know uh, hundreds of miles or whatever. So these, uh, so this oh, uh, a word which is being used by the Hanbalis is a phrase which is referring to any kind of very overused very rare watering source okay and so he says uh that, that uh, uh these these majabi these water sources would have a lot of water but if the uh, uh urine or any other waste would fall into it if the or any uh, other uh, 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 waste would into it and it is not changed according to this, the, the the author according to hijawi according to his text and if the water does not change, then, then um, it's no problem. The water is okay to use. Why? Because of it's difficult, difficult to remove. Don't forget that. That's exactly what we said, and that's what our translation says as well. Okay, look, it says. Um, if I read out the text again, then you'll see. If the water reaches the amount of tuqulla, which is a lot, and it mixes with filth, which isn't urine or any other human liquid waste. And it doesn't change. That's part one. Or it mixes the water. It mixes with urine or other waste products, which is very difficult to remove. As is the case with the watering holes on the road to Mecca, then the water is still purifying. So that's what we're talking about. These watering holes, people need it. Way too difficult to get rid of the water. Way too much issue. Therefore, the water is still purifying. And... Um, uh, and that is something which uh, we can uh, live with and be happy with. I think we'll close it. We'll close it. Next section is really interesting, actually. <laughs> now, seriously, just send the page. Have a look. I'm not going to start. Don't, don't, don't be scared. Uh, let's, let's, I want. I want all the. I want all the the uh, feminist movements and um, and all of the the liberals and thingy. I want. I'll give you one week to have as much fun. With this next piece of text, okay? Because believe me, I'm gonna have my fun. If a woman, whilst alone, uses a small amount of water to make a complete purification from a state of ritual impurity, the water will not lift the ritual impurity of a male. This statement, honestly, is so hilarious, Yani. It is absolutely classic. I'm not going to explain what the statement means. I'm just I'm going to read it because that's the whole lesson. I'm just going to read it out. You know what's going to be amazing? That I'm doing this lesson, Yahani, amongst the Kofni boys next week. Masjid Tawheed, guys, inshallah. Masjid Tawheed in uh, London, next week's lesson. We'll talk about what's happening here later. But uh, for those who are in London, then uh, Masjid Tawheed in Leighton. The classic Masjid Tawheed. Uh, we will be back there, inshallah, to do uh, a logical progression. And I'm going to be talking about this behavior amongst the Cockney boys. No problem. They're all on my side, man. They're not that liberal. So, if a woman, whilst alone, uses a small amount of water. So, we, according to the text, I'm not giving my explanation here. I'm just saying, I need this freaking you out. That's all. Okay? If there's a woman and she's alone and she uses a small amount of water to make a proper wudu from, uh, uh, while she's impure, that water which she just used... That can't be used to purify a guy when he comes. Okay? This is, is this sex discrimination? Mm-hmm. This is gender equality? Is this equal marriage? Is this equal marriage? We don't need these things. We don't need these things, yeah? Sheikh Abdul Ghafar is just saying, forget it, Yani. Forget the fiqh, forget the hamilis. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. So that's going to be fun for next week. So let's uh, 
Any questions or everyone dead? Yeah, you finished. Right, next week. Next week. Next week is... Uh, are we home next week? Or are we away? Right, okay then. If I see a person miss next lesson's week, uh, next week's lesson... Tuesday. Uh, it's not it's on Tuesday, it's Wednesday. So Wednesday. If I find that someone missed the lesson next week because they're watching United vs. Real, all right, they are banned, like for life, ever. Ever, completely ever, life banned. Haram is... How is that? It's against the conditions, isn't it? Right? And it's away. I'll just make it easier for you. It's away. It's not the key game. The key game is the week after. On the Tuesday when they come. We're at home. We're going to bat them at home. Okay? That's the game that... Yeah. Look at the fiqh that I didn't put it on Tuesdays. Because I have a system planned out. The big games will be on the Tuesdays. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, next week... You guys are going to have to turn up and Shazada is going to order you around and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, London it is, inshallah, spread the word. No one asking the questions? Anyone online? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Saved by Nasser. Well done. And yeah, we get delayed, late Nasser. We're running off to There's not much today tonight. Yep. In, in terms of liters, how much is two qullah? So we mentioned it in the, in the, in the footnotes. Uh, we said that, we said that uh, there's no agreement on the exact amount, number one. No, no agreement on the exact amount. And what the scholars mentioned is, um, if you're measuring it um, according to, uh, to liters, then some said 216, 217, some said 190, and some said 270. So just on the bottom of the, the actual notes. As I said, some of the ulama, they mentioned, they mentioned it in weight terms, 191 or 195 kg. And others, according to Hanfi scholars, they measured it in square meter, square meter coverage. I said to myself that, first of all, qulla for us is not really a relevant issue, yani as, as much as it could be, because the hadith, according to... you might, But no one said, by the way, no one asked. If you want to ask a proper question, the question you should have said, if you've just dismissed qulla, what about the hadith which mentions the qulla? Yeah? What happens about that? And so, um, there'll be, there'll be two, two points to that. Number one, there'll be an argument that hadith is actually not strong. It's a weak hadith. Okay, the hadith of the qulla is weak. Um, this is a difficult argument to maintain because there are a number of scholars that have authenticated it. The second then hadith, the second opinion is that this uh, 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 hadith is indicating recommendation and regardless of recommendation, even the hadith itself will allow you that the, uh, if the water reaches qullatain uh, and above, then it is uh, pure. But that doesn't preclude the fact that if the water is less than qullatain, then it's the water can't be pure. The hadith doesn't say it, does it? What does the, water, the hadith say? If the water reaches qullatain, who's got, who's got it written down? What does it say? If the water reaches qullatain, it cannot be exactly. It cannot carry khabath. That does not mean that if the water is less than qullatain, it must carry khabath. Do you understand what I mean? It's from mukhalafa. So we're kind of using like a side kind of angle kind of thing. Fuck yeah, right. So the first opinion on top of the donkey. Yeah. Is it? Preferable to like take out of the water before using it. Or no doubt, no doubt. So the brother asked a really good question. He goes that if you are stuck with water, if you are stuck with water, uh, which is yani one on the water and it has a najis in there, do you take the najis out or not? And the answer is that yes, no doubt, unless you taking it out is going to cause it to spread more. Okay, and this is something which is mentioned by the scholars. So if the water that you're using is pure because it hasn't changed in everything but you can see the najis and as it stands and you look at the najis and you say you know what touching that could make me even more najis yani, or, or could cause a bigger problem just like if you were to pick this up yani, you know what I'm saying yeah? that's a major issue you know what I'm saying yeah you just leave it as it is damage is done we don't want to make it worse you know what I'm saying do you get yes yes I just wanted to just clarify something so you were saying before class opinion is that regardless of the amount of um, water uh, so long as we can't uh, see it or um, as long as the water has not changed yeah. in any of its characteristics then the water is pure and purifying and when the shift went on to saying that um, however we must take care 
Correct. He's just saying, but listen, he goes, we do take the hadith into consideration of qullatain. Anything under qullatain requires big caution. You've got to be super careful, especially if najasa has fallen into it. And actually, if najasa is in that small amount of water, then there's pretty much a good chance that um, it will be najasa. So you'd have to stop using it anyway. But it's not a definite. If the water hasn't changed and it hasn't yani, gotten dirty, and it's less than Qulla, then the water is not dirty, and that's the end of it. Yeah. So, say, like, if you come to this uh, Qulla thing amount of water, and you see on the other side someone urinating into it, does that water become Najas? So, does the water become Najas if you have two Qulla of so water? You have, you have more than two Qulla. You have, like, a large amount of you, water. If you come to a place where there's more than two Qulla of yeah. water, yeah. but on the other side of the water, you see someone urinating into it. Right. Does that water become Najas because you've seen it and you know, you know that Najas is going in? You're watching the Najas being put in and is the water Najas. There's so many issues there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah? Yeah, in my opinion, the least of the problems here, right, is that you're about to use that water. There's a few other haram issues we can deal with, yeah. Um, so, technically speaking, if the water is a huge amount, according to our opinion, and the water is still uh, uh, pure and clean, and you haven't noticed it. You've only noticed it because you're looking at something you shouldn't be looking at. Yeah? Okay? Then the water is okay. And of course, if the water is flowing, and we're going to come to that much later, then it doesn't matter anyway. If the water is flowing. Yeah? Can I just say, yeah, that uh, anyone who's online, anyone who's online, that if you're not getting your, answer, your questions answer, asked, it's all Shazad Salim's fault. He resolutely... Okay, sorry. Shazad Salim's and Nasr Ishfaq's fault. Okay? They resolutely are ignoring everything online. I'm saying, let them have a, a say and, and they're just blocking everything. I just want to say that. I'll give you one chance to, to redemption. No? Astaghfirullah. Okay. Nasr Ishfaq just said, if we had any decent students online, then maybe that would be the case. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. The best of my students are online. No, the ones who transcribe the notes are online. The ones who answer all the questions are online. The ones who waste all the time are sitting in front of me. This is the, this is the Allah, Allah Akbar. And you know what? I'm scared now. I don't know what that. Maybe the, 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 the roof of the masjid might fall down about this big, huge slander against my online students. So, that was Nasser. That was Nasser. That was definitely not Shazad Salim. That was, that was, that was Nasser Ishfaq's statement. So listen. So we got some sweets, but I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, why are these boxes are sweet doing and no one's thinking? Can we let the people go? Ah, people go? Okay, guys, online you can go. Zakamullah <laughs> khair. We're eating sweets. Like, just in case you, you, you didn't know that we're just having some sweets. Zakamullah khair. Okay, guys. Uh, okay. Salaam alaikum.